Today's Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast is brought to you by Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. One agent looking out for all of your insurance needs, whether it be home, auto, renters, business, or life insurance, Travis does it all. You could reach him at 812-295-3129 or check him out on Facebook. They do more than just cover you at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. They care for you. Get the level of attention you deserve for all your insurance needs. Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Well, we just got done with Golf League. That was another adventure, except for some of us had a really, really nice day. By the way, this is Birdie's Bourbon and Basketball, but you knew that because you hit clicked and you opened it up so you knew what show it was. I don't have to tell you. Well, unless you're, you know, struggling like brothers over here and didn't even know we had a theme song. Yeah, we start to play it and he's like, don't we have a theme song? And he said, no, that's for the Rhino show. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, I got to I got to stop. Blake, what'd you shoot tonight from the um, ladies? I mean, senior tees at 29 years old. Uh, 37. Nice. Yeah. See, with, I didn't know that. With yeah. a ball in the water on 18. Yeah. So, our couple practice holes beforehand was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not sure that's it, even it was, legal. I'm going to no, have to investigate that. No match for Craig Bechtel's 33, though. Woo. Ah, that's a What did he shoot last week? That could be a handicap killer. Yeah, that's going to be a handicap killer. Do you have a skin? Sure. Who? Me? Yeah. I doubt it. 12 and 13. Yeah. We played like, I played like, whatever. That was better than last week. Oh, I played better than last week. And then you got Mr. Consistent over here. Mr. 39. 39, 39. Yeah. With a double on 16. Hey, so. I dropped six strokes. <laughs> I wish I would drop this. Well, hell, I'd still, I still wouldn't win. I'd just tie Craig Bechtel. <laughs> What what did what did Mr. Hole in One and Throw Your Ball in the Woods Bill Burkhart shoot tonight? Solid forty two. Oh wow! Oh yeah, he was behind about six trees. I think he hit his three iron more tonight than he ever has. He did. Uh, eight. Oh, boom! <laughs> wow, um, I think they that might us. have been Dad's ball. Yeah, um, he did have uh, closest to the pin on uh, fourteen. Yeah, there was. He's getting good at those. He just didn't hit the putt. When we went through there, six groups had gone through fourteen, and nobody had hit the green yet. So you and you were so you were the seventh group. You were he, right was, behind he, us. Was, uh, or eight. he was. He was. He was only on by what foot and a half. Yeah, and it held. So eight so, yeah. groups, and well, so nobody else hit it. Then if he was barely on, probably. Yeah, but there was <laughs> the one that was on was to the far right. Yep. Ten groups of yeah. golfers and. Yeah, we all sucked tonight. I just yeah. will hope it, you it, see sunlight next week. It was better weather. Still better good. weather than last week. There hey, um, the greens are rolling, rolling good. Remind me when I get ready to do the live commercial in a little while for Country Oaks, I'll uh, we'll talk about the greens because they're rolling really, really nicely. Yes, they are. Only one bad green, and it's and it's coming back. It was dead last year for spots, but they fixed it for the most part. It's still got a little ways to go, but so. Um, What's on tap for tonight, Mr. Burkhart? You've got our first topic. Hey, hey, speaking of which, though, before we get into your first topic, how was your week on uh, DraftKings? Oh, good call. It, it went a little, at first. I had I thought Brian was jinxing me. And then I had a couple more good days, but then I lost like two straight days. So I've called it. I want to stay ahead. I put a post out there. Yeah, Degenerate Nation. <laughs> oh yeah, Korean baseball. Korean baseball came yes. back. And I was the one that went, I was the one that went zero and five. I ouch! It was my first. What was it? That was on a Sunday. Uh, was Saturday. A, Saturday was it on a Saturday. Yeah, me Saturday. and Brian's team had a hell of a comeback. That's right. Yes, I know. Again, it gets one of my teams, of course. I, but I put a five team parlay, and of course, it sucked. So, if I could remember the name of that team, because I was teasing you, who bets on that bullpen? <laughs> Got to be the Dragons or it was like uh, Kia, Kia, <laughs> Samsung, something. I'm so. trying to pull up my – go ahead, Blake. Uh, well, but. that kind of leads us into our first topic. There's yes. a proposal for MLB season, hopefully, beginning of July. So it's looking like the big changes are 82-game schedule, universal DH, 30-man active rosters with 20 taxi squad players. But I'm guessing just 20 extra you can have on there is what that means. That can maybe can run back and focus. I don't even know if they're gonna have minors yet. They're probably gonna catch foul. Go 
get foul balls because there's nobody in the stands. That's true. So true. go chase. Foul I hope balls. they do it like AEW where they like surround the ring and <laughs> heckle the, the players. <laughs> they sit up in the stands. And... Uh, then fourteen teams uh, make it into postseason. So Pirates are still probably eliminated. still probably yeah. eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Trey. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Trey. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Trey, though. Congrats out to him. Yeah, congrats. Yes. Had a baby boy. No. Yeah, yesterday morning. So Eight pounds? Yeah, 23 eight. inches. Eight. He was a big one. Yes. Paxton. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Congratulations. Paxton Robert Lee, if I remember yep. right. Yeah. So, yeah, congratulations to Trey on that. And I'm glad that mom and baby are healthy. And, and uh, I did already see he's got him Pirates gear ready, though. So he's already ruining the kid. <laughs> I did the silliest thing. Well, my wife did, actually. She bought, got on Amazon, got on their registry, and there was Pirates gear, and so we 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 bought him a, a Pirates bib. Well, so. a bib's fine, and we saw slobber and spit up on it. That's what it deserves. <laughs> well, that's what I figured, too. So. You know, I, I guess, I hope he does better than Bill Burkhart to, trying to have farm hands that failed him miserably. I, hope, I don't know if Trey's trying to raise cart boys or not, but I hope that goes better than, <laughs> than the Burkhart Farms trying to get workers. Oh, hey, we'll come back to baseball. I just wanted to say how, how I, talking about when you bet on something and have no idea what you're doing and sometime it works out. I was plus 1,476 on the UFC card in a six-pick parlay. Bad part is I only bet five bucks. Good part is I cashed in for seventy eight seventy nine. Nice. And nice. not didn't know one single person. <laughs> on a f- I just started pushing buttons. On yeah. a five teamer? Six. Six teamer. Yeah. Um Wow. Spawn R Spawn V Luque A Olenik. This is almost like sure this is Russian almost like mush, Russian ping pong. <laughs> Fa- favorites or G Hardy? Uh let's see. I had a dogs? minus four fifty five. G minus Hardy's 270. the former lineman. Yeah, uh, Greg Cal- Hardy. Yeah, yep, that's right. Cowboys, who's got I had trouble. A, mostly favorites, mild favorites. I had a plus two fifty five that won. Right. So, yeah. and then I took the guy. Uh, I took the guy, the underdog in the in the main event, and won that one. So I'm staying away from Russian ping pong. Yeah, I, that I stayed. I'm ahead, so I'm quitting. After I talked about that, I went to hell. And okay. I'm going to try my hand at Korean baseball again. There you go. So, this week we have the. Uh, so I, we'll get back to it in a little bit, but this week we have a golf a golf tournament that's on the book. Oh, we do. Yes, this weekend. What's uh, it? Rory and oh Johnson. yeah 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 yeah. We'll talk about that. Oh, that's this bit. week. Yeah. yeah, that's this this week. Cool. Um. So anyway, go back to that. Tell me, read so, that again. So 50, 80 games. Eighty two games. Eighty two games. Universal DH. Uh, Thirty man active rosters with twenty extra players that can be on it. Fourteen. Team uh, expanded postseason. So, and what they say there is teams with the best record in each league get a wild card round by. Two other division winners and top wild card team all host three game series and wild card round. And two other division winners get to pick their wild card opponents. Wow. Get to pick? That's what it says. Look, can we pick the Pirates? If we make <laughs> <laughs> and I think. Their thing on the schedule was you're only going to play people. So in your division, and then so you're in NL Central, you're going to play the AL Central. So that's kind of but going to be the limited schedule. Are they going to three divisions all the way across the board? I didn't say that. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. And this is proposed, right? This oh. has to go through the players' association. But I think they're, that's where the schedule is kind of going to be based on. So like the two central divisions will just play each yeah. other. Yeah. So you really won't play anybody from the east or west. That's mm-hmm. I, that's why I thought I thought too. I thought that they were yeah. going to try to say, eliminate the travel, right? More than anything, so you know Boston's not going to go to San Diego, right? So although I thought I saw if your state allows it, they're going to try to play as many home games in the home stadiums as you can, and then if not, go to the spring training site. Or yeah, out of all this, the only thing I have, and this is me, just me. <laughs> We're going to get into September, and you're not still allowing any fans in the stadiums. Yeah, I okay. I, I get the June, I get the July. Okay, August, maybe you know, I don't know. So, but I mean, that's just me. So, yep. well, um, and I hate to go there. 
Yeah, <laughs> and listen, I, I'm just, I, I really hope we don't backslide on right. this deal. I'm I mean, I'm my goodness, you. if we do, it's going to be, I mean, let's think about this. We finally get geared up. We're going to get back to normal, and then we go back to where we were the middle of March. Like, right. oh, my goodness. Like I had to go to Washington last night, and uh, I saw, I just said, told the wife, said, drive by me, Pueblo. I'm just kind of interested. Yeah. It was People staying outside waiting to get in. I mean, it was pretty full. I know there's, I think there's still a lot of restaurants that are just going to stay carry out. And, yeah. and uh, I, I think it would be a tough decision, especially. So how many, you know, how much staff do you have to add to have and dishwashers and, and servers and, yep. you know, and is it worth it if you can only have half a restaurant? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. To serve your 50%. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's, that's. That's where it comes to, you know, a lot of them I've seen is, okay, we're going to serve you, but we're also, hey, please come for takeout. Yeah. Yeah. And so. But, yeah, back to this, uh, that's going to be kind of a clustered season, just 82 games. I mean, Pirates actually might have a chance. They're usually hot that first couple months. They are hot early. They are. Yeah, you're true. So, uh, Fox Sports Midwest, still no Cardinals or – Oh, they're Cardinals. There's not on dish. It's not. It's not on dish. Go to Hulu. So, so I mean, as a, as a fan, you're not allowed to go to the games, or nobody's in the. So you've got to be able to watch these somehow. I've got to think that I am so frustrated with Major League Baseball how hard sometimes they make it to consume their product. For instance, on me, and I've griped about this since I moved here. So. We are in the Cubs local market in southern Indiana, which is absolutely effing ridiculous that we are in the Cubs, White Sox, Cardinals, Reds market. You, But we don't have a local channel to watch the Chicago Cubs on. So if you have cable, you are completely screwed. You cannot see a game, and you're in their local flipping market. Right. So, But now I've got DirecTV, so I can get not all, but the majority of those games on the Major League Baseball package channels. But if you don't have DirecTV, if you've got cable, you're in their local market, yet you can't watch their games. It's just mind-boggling. And when I first moved here, I tweeted. and I remember remember you telling me that, yeah. (laughs) They don't care what bit. (laughs) But it's just the way they do things sometimes is just incredible. I mean, those three, or I guess you can throw the White Sox in there, four teams should be automatic in this area. I think. Yeah, in this area. Yes. Yeah. That's a given. And I just, I don't know. If, if, if you're in a market, you should have a channel to watch it on. Right. Period. End of story. I, 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 and I don't, that that's not, <laughs> that doesn't seem difficult to me. No, because what, I mean, three, it, hour, three hours Cincinnati, three hours to St. Louis, uh, four or five. Yeah. Chicago. I mean, we have nothing. So right. I should be able to get. Any one of those teams, to and, tell you the truth. And you can spend the money. When I was on the road all the time working, I spent 80 bucks to buy the Cubs package on MLB, just a single team. And you, I could watch them wherever I was at. But not here. It's blacked out here if you're, you know, so it's just up. Oh. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's always a great thing. When you're on, like an ESPN or a Fox, oh, uh, it's blacked out in your area. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So, well, it'll be interesting to see, um, and it's, it'll be really inter- interesting to see where they can play. That's yeah. going to be the thing because, you know, Boston, New York, who knows? Well, Chicago, yeah. I mean, Chicago's Chicago, right, yeah. So the, the, Pritz, the Pritzker's, uh, his staff's got it. He's in quarantine, yeah. or at least partial quarantine, which I'm so, so be in partial quarantine. DH rule is going to be a major player. That's what I was getting ready to ask. I wonder if after this season, because they've talked about NL going to it anyway. I would say, yeah, this might be that. This might be the you know over the top breaking point and hey, and bringing sh- on Schwarber for you. And, and I'm not saying a breaking point, but just well, yeah. and that might be one of those things that you know with a DH, it adds players to rosters, gives guys a longer career. That's going to be something that the players' association is probably going to push when they you know agree or or they negotiate this plan. I would yeah. say the DH. I wish we could take back our Jose Martinez trade now. Couldn't field, but he could hit. Maybe maybe Jason yep. Hayward will go back to St. Louis. We'll give you Fowler for him. <laughs> I've said that's not a good argument for me. I would have done that. You guys hated him and I was ready to take him back. They the Cubs have struggled in that spot since he left. 
Well, we've struggled in that spot since he got there. Since he got, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 180 um, batting average. I mean, the, especially, in, well, 15, but especially 16. I mean, it was he goes, we go. I mean, oh, when yeah. he got on base, he scored. And I loved the signing when we first did it, but yeah. you know, like I said, 180. He might be doing it on purpose. He might be a spy. <laughs> like, like Trump and the like Trump and the Russians. Oh, oh Lord! I'm Sports sorry. show, Brian. No, Sports sorry. show. I didn't, I didn't say that. I'm going to bring up Trump again later, but in a sports light. So. <laughs> really? So I don't want to piss off 75 percent of Davis County. So calm down, all four of you listening. <laughs> uh, so well, it'll be interesting. Maybe it'll be clear. It should be by next week's show. Maybe that'll be clear, and we can we can maybe do some picks or something. Yeah, I mean, so, I would think a bunch of teams should be able to stay in the race. Then I mean, just eighty two games. Yeah, it should be pretty exciting. Again, if if all goes as planned, our fall is going to be amazing from a sports standpoint. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I think we should do NCAA tournament in fall too. Just make it up. With that, with that year's team or uh, last year's team? Oh, last year's. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Guy, guy supposed to be in the NBA. Well, I gotta, I'll be back. I gotta go play this tournament. <laughs> he goes from the, from the G League back, <laughs> back to play. <laughs> uh, hey, they can skip college now and go to the G League. You right. See that? Oh yeah. Make five hundred thousand dollars. And there's, there's a lot of what. There's number a lot one of one or number two guy in the nation's doing it. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, well, and you know, it's it's filtering down. I think we talked about on the last show the kid from Castle that left early to go to Georgia Tech and play golf. Yep. The kid from Wrights is going to IU early, and yep. uh, um, I don't think everyone's particularly happy about that. But well, I mean, if you can if you can graduate with all your credits, and we're not talking about and we're not talking about academic honors, right? Or we're just talking about a core forty. Diploma. That's that's yeah. what that is right, right. now. Yep. And we're not talking about academic honors or technical honors. If you can graduate with that, eh. you know the, the 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 kid from Castle that that left the golfer. Yeah, yeah, the golfer. I mean, I yeah, and and it turns out again, it turned out to be a great decision. Yeah, so they yeah. didn't have a season. Yeah, even though they didn't have a season. Yeah, I I you know I don't know. I just think it's in in. I don't know any more than anybody else, but it's one of those communication things. So, and I hate to see high school coaches get screwed on this deal when they're not involved in the situation. So, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Something's running around in here, I think. So, hey, and, but we did have another announcement last week of something that's gonna happen. Well, hopefully, about to die over here. The yeah. classic um, re returning. You're going to talk about that? Yeah, that was good news um, to hear about that. Um, the Country Oaks Classic Golf Tournament, um, the yearly event, let's see, started in, what, 99, I believe. Um, first round's going to be Saturday, June 27th, and uh, with the second round, 28th. It's a men's 36-hole stroke play tournament. If you don't know, first 100 paid are uh, are in, So, and they have four flights. Um, flight it after day one. So it's a hundred dollars for non-members, uh, 85 for advantage pass holders, $50 for the high school, um, high school participants. And Hey, this would be a good time to go ahead and uh, talk about one of our great sponsors, country Oaks. Um, if you want to play golf and you're in Southwest Indiana, this would be a great place to do it. And I'm trying to do my, Hey, there we go. Professional DJ. There we go. Country Oaks Golf Club in Montgomery, Indiana. 812-486-3300. Call them for a tea time. You can social distance, and uh, we're getting close to where we don't have to social distance, hopefully. But uh, five sets of tee boxes, good greens. We can testify that. We just got done playing them. Ball is rolling fantastic. They've got tee times for you, so give them a call. Country Oaks Golf Club, Montgomery, Indiana. 812-486-3300. And tell Trey congratulations on his new arrival. So speaking of golf, just wanted to bring up real fast the high school tournament. Um, if anybody's listening out there that uh, has a high school golfer, they are having the IGA's having a team tournament. Qualifiers in seven or eight, Chris? Eight, eight different eight. sites around the state. Currently, uh, well, as a as I checked last night, thirty one teams are registered wow. around the state. Great. 
So, so uh, and doesn't have to be if you're in a smaller school and you uh, you don't have to just have your team. It's uh, it's not limited to that. If you've got four buddies that you can get to uh, to make your team, just go on the uh, Indiana Golf website under the juniors, and uh, you guys can sign up. But uh, and if you're in this part of the country, um, Country Oaks is a qualifying site. Then if you yes. Then if you make it out of there, I think 18 teams go to Purdue to play the Ackerman course. So yes, really good deal that they're doing. For two days. Um, we also have a – Country Oaks is involved in yep. a summer high school golf league. Yep. So if, if any of your kids are wanting to play, contact Trey, contact Country Oaks. Um, that runs from May 17th to July 29th. Nine holes at what, five? Five, five different courses? Five different courses. Buffalo, Buffalo Trace, Christmas Lake, Country Oaks, Sultan's Run, and, of course, over at French Lake at Valley Links. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good thing. So, they're yeah. getting – and then the regular some, IGA. So, they're going to have some of baseball, too, I think, for high schoolers. Um, I think Stephen McNabb posted, I think, mid-July. They're going to kind of have just a local – have some scrimmages. Oh, nice! In July and August, so. good deal. And then yeah. the uh, the senior open at the Legends that that uh, Colton's playing in. Yep. So Colton's playing in that. <clears throat> it's a good thing. They're 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 trying, and yep. hopefully, let's you know again, let's hope that we can we can move along. So tonight, uh, our our Mount Rushmore or our list that we're going to work on tonight is uh, our dream foursome. Who would you want? What three guys would you, uh, if you could make any fantasy golf three. group? Three. I've got two alternates, but I'll wait till the end of Saturday. So, Blake, who is the first person in your dream foursome? I'm going to go my favorite golfer right now, Rory McIlroy. Okay. It's, I've always liked him. I've always had a joke going with brothers about majors, and me, me and him, even though they're not really similar at all, I count scrambles as majors. He counts the real majors as majors. <laughs> I still, I'm still one short, by the way. You shoot yeah. 37 from the whites, and you could give Rory a run from his money. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, I just always liked his swing, um, his attitude. I think you can definitely learn a lot from him. He can hit it, and yeah, I just wish he would get over that Masters hunt. Yeah, he shot what 80 there the final round about five or six years ago, hmm. I think. What about you, Chris? Who's your number one? I'm probably going to go with Elwood. You know? Who? Who? Or what? What? <laughs> you know? Who? I'm the, glad the, you said who. The Blues I, brother? Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to go with Tiger. All right. So. <laughs> Eldrick. That's what you're oh, trying that's, to say. That's <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. We'll I go with Eldrick. Oh my goodness! I'd be like, what is he talking about? Oh, yeah, uh, Jake and Elwood. Jake and Elwood, Chicago. All right. Well, I'm my number one is going to be, I think, uh, Phil Mickelson. That would I would love to play around a golf with him. And and my second guy, he will tie in right right good with that. So, um, I think I'd have a lot of fun with Phil Mickelson, and I'm sure we could talk. Uh, Russian ping pong or, cause I guarantee you Phil Mickelson's bet Russian ping pong I'm sometime sure. oh. this spring. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Who's your second Blake? Uh, so I went present. So I'll go past. I have to go Jack Nicholas. Yeah. I, mean, I thought about Jack. I'm afraid he, I don't know. I'm afraid he'd talk me to death. Maybe it's true. I could <laughs> learn a thing or two. Uh, maybe. But I mean, can you imagine how many, Majors and win. how many seconds did he have? Wasn't it like fifty or sixty? That's the that's a more amazing stat than his number of majors. Yeah, I it, mean, just think the how many majors it could have been. I mean, it would be unreachable. It, it, yeah. Oh yeah, with just a couple of a uh, couple of things here and there. Golf Channel did the documentary and they named all those. Yeah, I mean, the second place stat is unreal. Yeah, that's uh, it's great. No, if if he could have, I mean, goodness. Think about uh, here it is. How many da, 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 da. finished second in uh, Nicholas finished second in nineteen majors. 19. Woods has six runner ups. So um, I mean, he, and, he, and forty eight top three finishes in Grand Slam events. <laughs> so, thank. I mean, he, it could have been the most unbreakable record in sports. Oh my goodness, it'd be crazy. Um, yeah, 
That's a good one, though. So you've got Rory and, and Jack and Blaine. It's like, which one of these don't belong? <laughs> Would you like to see that? At least it's not Elwood. Yeah, there you go. Eldrick. You know number four is going to be Bill Burger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Similar. Uh, all right. Chrissy B. Lee Buck. Trevino. Oh, there you go. I thought about him. <laughs> see? I thought about him. I want him in my force. That'd be a lot of fun. I think he'd be a lot of fun. Yes. You know. That would be great. He um, he came up with the line that even God can't hit a two iron in the lightning, right? Or a one iron, I think right. it was. And, yeah. And, and I think there was a line also that, you know, what's pressure? And you got a $100 bet and you only got $2 in your pocket. Yeah. You right. know, so, so, yeah. Yeah. That's no, a, I, I would go Trevino. Woods and Trevino. So yeah. my number two, I thought about, you know, I wanted to keep him out because it's probably cliche right now because the whole world's watching him. But I think my number two would be Michael Jordan simply because I would love to watch him and Phil Mickelson and the amounts of money that they bet <laughs> on each hole. I think that would be a fascinating uh, watch by me. And Trash talk. Yeah. So that would be my second. So I got Phil and Michael Jordan um, nice. in the in my foursome. All right, Blake, who's going to round eight? I, it's not Bill Burkhart. That's what nah, you're telling me. No. He's going to caddy. He's going to be the caddy for all this. Can you imagine Jack Nicholas? <laughs> what he would say to Bill? Oh, no. My fourth is daily. Okay. So you got the present guy, you got the past guy, and then you got the fun guy. There you go. I mean. Well, he's a fun guy for it, sure. That's why you didn't respond to my text today. Yeah, I wanted to keep it a surprise. He was on my cut list. Uh, I was shocked he wasn't going to be on your. My son got a picture taken with him at the PGA show this year, and I said, and, you know, they talked for just a brief second. And I said, what you guys, I said, what did you guys talk about? He goes, I don't know. It, he smelled like cigarettes so bad. <laughs> cigarettes and Diet Coke. <laughs> cigarettes. And, yeah. Uh, he would love this show, the title of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but see, I want, I, getting back to my Tiger pick, I want Tiger the last two years Tiger. I don't want. Six, seven, eight years ago. I want Tiger. I don't know. There could be some fun with that when you got done. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> but Tiger's loosened up in the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh -oh. Well, we think. Yes. What we, what we know about. I mean, he's he's definitely got a little more. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't want. Fun attitude. <laughs> uh, we had a fun attitude. We all before. thought he was a robot, right? He's right. just hitting balls all the time. Little did we know. Little did we know. Yeah. Well, he had a fun attitude still. Just a different kind of fun. Yeah. After hours. Yeah. yeah. He's going to uh, to Denny's to pick up women. <laughs> All right, Chris, who's rounding out your dream foursome? Y'all are going to hate this. Oh, my God. Bill Lambeer. <laughs> Captain America. Patrick Reed. Oh, my. Oh. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I, I love Patrick I don't mind Patrick Reed. I just watched uh, with him and McElroy going back and forth. Holy too. crap, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. Well, but you know what's the underrated match of that Ryder Cup? Phil and Sergio. Yeah. I think they were like 10 under a piece, I yeah. think it was. Yeah. They tied. But, yeah, I watched that the other day, too. But. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm a fan. I bet on him. Mm -hmm. A lot of weeks. Well, I'm just, not, just I'm not going to go against who you bet on in golf because you're pretty <laughs> pretty damn good Plus, at it. Him and Tiger might get in a nice fight. Yeah, that probably. And that's that was my only. It was either that or daily. So so I'm trying to round out my foursome, and I've got I've got these two guys, Jordan and Mickelson, going at each other, and then I'm like, okay, who am I going to um, trash talk and bet with? And then one of my favorite people on the planet. Is Bill Murray? I was about okay. to say Bill Murray. That's that, awesome. Th so Mickelson, Jordan, me, and Bill Murray. That'd that would be, be great. That would be. I don't. I think it would probably. I'm trying to think. Oh, who's who, who's team? I, I probably have probably give Murray and Mickelson and me and MJ would go at it. That now on my cut list, we can all. If you got one, you cut. You said you cut John Daly. Yeah. Mine is Kim Jong Il, um, Kim Jong Un's dad. <laughs> Because, because they sold the story to the North Korean people I'm falling out of the chair. that he made, he played a round of golf one time and made 18 hole in ones. So I would just like to see that. So 
what he did. <laughs> That's what he, you know, they do all that propaganda. That's what they said, that he played around a golf. And I think it may have been his first one. I'm not sure. His first round of golf. But he made, he, yeah. that, that was a propaganda piece that they told the <laughs> North Korea people that he made 18 straight holes. Like 18 holes. That's like me shooting 40 on Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all can't shoot 37. Or 33. <laughs> now, my uh, cut, my, my first cut was Phil. I did think about that. I've always yeah. liked him. I had um, Phil on my list. I almost feel like I have to go Barkley, though, too. Get him and Dad to get swing. Oh, boy, I'd like to see those oh, two swings. By the way, oh, the guy that. tonight yeah. is in nine. Yeah, he's there. He, you know, he hit it pretty good, though. Yeah. yeah. That might be more yeah. Barkley even than Dad. Yeah. So, Chris, we got a guest coming up here. We have Anthony Bradley from uh, Valley Links coming up. Yeah, he uh, – Really good talk we had with, with Anthony. We recorded it earlier, and um, I think people are going to enjoy his story. Kind of an interesting yes. interesting path that, that you don't hear from, especially in from down here in, in southern Indiana. Yeah, Anthony's good people. Um, he's an instructor over there at Valley Links, um, and great story how, how he came to America, for one. So Yeah. Um, and how he's... Uh, progressed and i mean he's using social media right now to you know put his lessons out there yeah so well cool well um why don't we quit jacking around here and let's just go to the interview that sounds good all right so we're welcome to have our guest anthony bradley here today on birdies bourbon and basketball anthony is the head golf professional at friend of valley links in french lake indiana so anthony welcome to the podcast I oh, appreciate appreciate the call and uh, and looking forward to having a good chat with you guys today. Good, good. So we're going to just dive right on in. So born in England, raised in England, correct? Correct, yeah. Born and raised. I actually was born um, in Staines, which is about 25 miles outside of London. Uh, moved to Plymouth or a town called Ivy Bridge, which is about 15 miles outside of a large city called Plymouth. Um, and moved there when I was about 11. And then uh, was there until obviously uh, moving over to the United States. Right. So as a youth golfer in England, how was it? I mean, courses abundant everywhere or, I mean, just a few far in between in your area? No, I mean, golf, golf is, you know, a massive sport back home. Um, it's a massive social sport, kind of like it is over here. Um, you know, back home, there's, there's, a, there's a lot more membership golf clubs, though, um, in my opinion, at least. Um, so, you know, you would you would basically join the, the golf club that maybe your, your dad was a member at or um, your, your family was a member at, and then that would be the golf course that you would basically stay at for kind of the rest of your life as long as you live around the area. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's plenty of golf courses, um, over there. I, I was fortunate enough to grow up on the 13th hole of my home golf course called Rangerton. Um, very, very interesting track. The, the front nine was a moorland. So it was actually on uh, Dartmoor national park, um, kind of like the Hoosier national forest, I guess. Yeah. And then the back nine was in, um, in some some fields so it was almost like the front nine was a link style golf course and the back nine was kind of like playing Pete Dye. Oh good. So since you grew up on the course who, who got you start I mean what age did you start playing? Yeah so uh, you know my family um huge golf family so grew up playing golf you know or had a club in my hand since I could walk basically but played all sports growing up and really didn't um, get into the game until I was probably about 14 or 15 years old. I was a big, avid soccer player, um, or football, as they say, back home, and uh, actually tore a ligament in my knee. And that propelled me to then say, all right, well, I'm just going to play a little bit more golf and started to get pretty good at it. And uh, by the age of 18, I was uh, really good at it. Well, and that goes into my next step. Or my next question, how does somebody in England get recruited from a college, Austin P? We'll just use Austin P because that's where you went. How does that recruitment yeah. process, because 
looking through some a few little things, then you know it it I saw that you know you played at St Andrews as a youth and and stuff of that nature, you know. But I, I'm I'm interested in the recruitment process being, you know, so so called on the other side of the pond. Sure. So um, so to kind of make it simple, um, there's a few companies back home that take high level athletes and um, they have connections over in the US and then they basically uh, get your resume together, get a video together, get all of your grades together, etc. and then send it off to all these college coaches. So a recruiting, um, so, a recruiting service. Correct. 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 Okay. So I went through a company called uh, Pro Dream USA um, who is run by a guy called Lorne Kelly. Very, He was a very good golfer in his own right, played Walker Cup. Um, I believe he played on the European tour for a few years and, uh, and he actually came, he was one of the first back in the day to come and play college golf over from the UK. And so he created this, this recruiting company and, um, you know, there's, I mean, hundreds, you're talking hundreds, hundreds of golfers coming over Mm. from the UK to play college golf every year. So was Austin P your only offer or? What other so, offers? Uh, no, I got, yeah, I, I think I ended up having in, uh, five or six offers. Um, I think three or four of them were from um, D2 schools or NAIA. I was, you know, like I said previously, I really only got into the game um, in terms of, you know, really trying to get better and really trying to uh, start the process of becoming a golfer when I was about the age of 15. Nowadays, I mean, you got kids, you know, I even teach kids, um, the you know at high levels or trying to get there when they're nine, ten, eleven years old. So I was actually about thirteen handicapper, believe it or not, when I was about fifteen years old, um, and dropped it to plus three uh, when I got to eighteen. So I dropped eighteen shots off my score in three years. Wow. Uh huh. Um, so I was actually kind of late to the game. So I I got to Austin P and um, you know, just a, it was a really good fit. I mean, there were four other incoming freshmen that year. Um, so five incoming freshmen, including myself. And coming over from the United States, you know, obviously, or sorry, coming over from the UK, um, pretty pretty scary thing when you're I 18 bet. years old, yeah. you know. You know, no family, no nothing, just, all right, get on a plane, we'll see you in a few months. Yeah. And uh, and I just felt comfortable at Austin P. It was the right size school, about thirteen thousand students, with the other four incoming freshmen, uh, and living together our first year. Um, it just kind of worked out perfectly. Yeah, you know, Anthony, you 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 do a lot of lessons with high school players and, and youth players. How how does that differ over over in the England London area, like a, a high school golf? How does it compare to what's going on here in the states and in Indiana? Yeah, so it's extremely different, and and honestly, that's it's a it's a decision why I chose to come and play collegiate golf in America. It's because once you get to the age of eighteen, um, you have a choice in England. You basically turn pro or you go to university. There is no mm. collegiate sports back home. Uh, okay, and so so I kind of made that choice to okay, I want to play um, competitively still. I also want to get my education. And then to go kind of into your question a little bit better, in terms of the high school sport, um, high school sports are very recreational compared to over here. You wouldn't, you wouldn't go to a game and there'd be, you know, 10,000 people watching you. Mm. Um, but we do have a lot of, I guess, what you call over here travel leagues. Okay. So that's the big thing back home is you would get in a travel league for soccer. You would get in a, a travel league for uh, basketball. You would get in a travel league for cricket or whatever might, it might be. Right. And that's the big thing back home, not so much kind of high school sports, even though that we do have teams at high school, but it's not, not kind of at the level it is over here. Um, and then, in, you know, to kind of round up and get golf into there, you know, it's all your clubs. So I was a member at Rangerton. There were, say, 20 other competitive juniors, and we would play other clubs. We mm-hmm. would play, you know, for example, Country Oaks would play 
um, Christmas Lake and Christmas Lake would then go and, you know, that junior section would go and play uh, Sultan's Run, etc. Yeah. You know, that that's interesting because I, I remember hearing one time um, uh, Ian Poulter's agent said he turned pro and he was a seven handicap at the time he turned pro. So that kind of explains it because you're, you, you don't have a lot of choices. No, no, really, yeah, really don't. It's very, very slender pickings, and you know, if if you're an elite player, um, you get the elite service, you get to play for the national team, and you get that high level coaching, etc. But if you're not that elite player, um, you know, you you kind of have to do the hard work by yourself. So let's let's roll on to Austin P. So you were a major player. In the success yeah, yeah. in the in the success of that team during that time, as a sophomore, yeah. Ohio Valley Conference champion, qualified for the That's NC correct. qualified for the NCAA's right that year. That's correct. So yeah, that correct. That was any thoughts after your sophomore year that you did all that of turning pro? Uh, no, not really. Just because, again, I so that. That competition, so you know, played um, OVCs and, and won that, and you know, played nicely. And I got to the NCAA's, and uh, you know, there's, there's guys like you know, I, Patrick Reed, oh sorry, uh, Patrick Cantley was there, Jordan Spieth was there, Justin Thomas was there, John Rahm was wow. there. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, those guys were there. And I was playing with them, and. and uh, and at the time, you know, they're just a name. They're just a name on the leaderboard, right? Obviously, now they're, you know, unbelievable world beaters and, you know, some of the best players in the world. Wow. Um, and, you know, I got to NCAAs and I think I finished. I can't remember what I finished, but I didn't play very well. It was actually an old stone in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I think your sophomore Very, very hard golf course. Your sophomore year, you, I have you down for finishing 56th. There you go. But yeah, you, so I, didn't, but, I didn't finish great. Um, but you were you know, fourth. But you yeah, were fourth. Sorry. You were fourth individually outside of the team aspect. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you know, again, you know, I was I was right there. Um, you know, I was playing good golf. You know, but to, to kind of go into your question a little bit more, there's a huge financial burden that is put on a player when they turn pro. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know this, and some people might. But when you turn pro, it's not you know. It's not all, you know, it's not, it's not a perfect world. Correct. You know what I mean? You've got to have a lot of, you've got to have a big financial backing. You're playing in, you know, mini tours that really don't mean a whole lot. You're putting a lot of money into it. And at the time, I felt like it was a better plan for me to say, all right, I've got two more years. I can get better and then uh, pull the trigger on turning pro. Yeah, I know. I know the feeling. I'm I'm almost 52 and I'm I'm trying to make that decision myself. So <laughs> Hey, champion tour just around the corner. <laughs> uh, so you finish up your your collegiate career and what a remarkable one at, at that. Um on to French Lick, or where did you go? Uh, so you decided to go to teaching, or go to French Lick, or yeah, where did so, you go after there? So I'm actually going to get a little bit personal. So uh, a lot of people may know this, some people may not. Um, actually, crazy kind of crazy story. So I met my my now wife Megan in college, and uh, we got pregnant my sophomore year. Okay. And so actually, she had Emma our first child four days after NCAA. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh-huh. Makes that score and, even better. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That, the pressure. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. And so the, kind of the reason, um, <laughs> kind of the reason why actually she had Emma is she actually walked that golf course my second round. Oh, wow. And it was like 102 degrees that day. <laughs> I still remember it like it was yesterday. So we, we felt like, we felt like that walk kind of, you know, did the deed. Yeah, there you go. Um, but, uh, so yeah, obviously finished up and, and, you know, I had a, I had a responsibility to Megan and Emma at that time. And I ended up turning pro. Um, I was caddying at the Pete Dye course um, to make some extra money so that I could go and play in tournaments and, and traveled, 
you know, traveled the country for a couple of years, basically. I was down in Florida. I was in the Carolinas. Um, I was around, you know, the Indiana area playing in tournaments. And, uh, you know, I went to web.com talk school, um, did PGA talks, uh, qualifiers, etc., and uh, ended up kind of, kind of basically running out of money, actually. <laughs> not, <laughs> the first, kind of not the first, not the first golfer to do that for sure. No, yeah. So I had some nice financial backing when I first got out, and uh, you know, ultimately just did not play good enough golf. And with the with the you know Megan and Emma being at home while I was traveling. It got to the point where I said, you know, I, I've got a, I've got something greater here than myself, and I need to uh, take care of them. So ultimately, decided to um, then pursue a different career. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's quite a quite a burden um, to do that. So you so now you make the decision, then you're just going to settle it at uh, in French Lick, or did you have another stop on the way? No, so basically, I was caddying at the dive course, and um, uh, you know, got got in contact and and knew uh, Dave Harner very well. Uh-huh. Um, he was gracious enough for me to practice at the facility while I was trying to, um, you know, make it onto the tour. What year is this now, and Anthony? This would have been two thousand and sixteen. Okay. So yeah, 2016. So uh, one night, me and Megan are sitting down, and I basically said to her, "Meg, I don't think you know it's best for me to travel around the country and didn't have a lot of money in the bank account." And so I sent Dave a long email saying, "Give me a job," <laughs> and uh, and he sent me an email back <sighs> in true Dave Arner fashion. He sent me a three-word email back saying, "We'll call tomorrow." <laughs> and you're so, thinking i think that's good uh, but I'm yeah not sure. exactly that's, that's that's true true dave dave Hanna fashion if you've ever ever had an email chain with dave you could send a couple of paragraphs and he send you one word back it's it's i have um, I, I have and it's yeah. quick and easy okay yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and normally not all the words are all, you know all, all correctly spelled either <laughs> love dave <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, so anyway, so um, got that email and got a call from Dave and uh, sat down for an interview with him. And the position at the PPI course was open to be the caddy, caddy master there. And uh, and he gave me an offer and I said, let's do it. Awesome. So, so within so- a few days, I was a touring professional to the caddy master of the Pete Dyckel. <laughs> and Megan thought of that, of what of that? She was good. Yeah. Again, you know, he's yeah, got a regular check. Coming in. Yeah. He's got a regular check. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, she, I, I can't say enough about her. She is, she has been so supportive of, of my career, you know, since day one, since we got together in college. Um, and so, you know, she was going to do whatever, you know, she could do to help me. And, and ultimately it was kind of my decision to say, Hey, um, you know, I need to, I need to do something else. Is she a player as well? No, no. I mean, she plays golf. Yeah. She plays golf, but I wouldn't call her a player. Okay. So 2016, the caddy master, then over to, then over to Valley links. Yeah. So I was caddy master. Um, I think I was, that was in, maybe October of 2016. And it was just, I just, uh, um, it was like a week or two weeks after I didn't qualify for the web.com um, tour. Yeah. And so that was kind of like the breaking point with web.com tour. Let's give it a go. I didn't make it. And so that kind of shot that email out. But anyway, so caddy master and I did that. And then um, a lot of people probably know Mike Kirby um, down at the Valley course, Mike um, is another instructor at the resort. And Mike underwent uh, back and knee surgery that summer. And Dave came to me and he, you know, he kind of knew my playing background and he knew that, uh, you know, my teaching background. What I haven't touched on is my uncle is uh, Nick Bradley, who is a coach on the PGA Tour. Hmm. Um, so I, I didn't touch on that. So I actually have kind of a, a teaching background from him. He would 
you know, I spent two weeks with him and Justin Rose at Justin's house. Um, I've seen him teach numerous uh, uh, players. And so kind of had that teaching background from him. And they said, hey, would you mind teaching uh, while Mike's out because, you know, of this surgery? I said, no, not at all. Actually, I jumped on the opportunity. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and kind of the rest is history. Good. So tell us a, a little. Way. So tell us a little bit about Valley Links and the teaching center. I mean, I just sure. So just, yeah, I mean, if, if a lot of your a lot of your listeners are local, obviously some of them may have played it, but it's a fantastic little nine hole golf course. Really, really good for teaching. Uh, really good for juniors, and really good to kind of gain confidence on your game. It's not too difficult, kind of right out there in front of you. And a great um, and a great year round facility at the practice area. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we we uh, we are the only golf course that does stay open all year round at the resort. The die and the rock do shut down. But the main thing that we do at the Valley is the teaching and club fitting aspect of things. And so we have an unbelievable double ended range, a uh, great short game area outside. And then with the new golf shop, we added the Callaway Performance Center where we have two indoor bays. Yeah. Um, to, you know, open up and then you actually get to hit the golf balls out to the driving range. So, uh, feel, you know, feel very blessed that we have that facility. Um, not many places in this part of the country can, you know, teach or club fit 12 months out of the year. Um, and we are one of the places that can. So them indoor, indoor bays are a godsend. That's awesome. I mean, they really, I mean, I mean, Anthony, I'm going to dive into, into Colton's story here. I mean, took Colton, sure, to, could, took Colton to see Anthony. We just get back from playing in Florida at the PGA show, and Colton's got a slice that the ball goes out and comes back to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boomerang slice. It was, and I, I, I still remember this. The first swing that Colton took on, the, on it, it's not a track, it's a, it's a foresight, isn't it? Uh, flight scope. Flight scope. Flight scope. Yeah. It was 27 degrees out to in. Oh, boy. <laughs> and by the time the first lesson was over, we had him down to six degrees. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I knew right then and there that this is the guy. And Colton's been seeing Anthony for, for over two years now. And yeah. loves, and, loves his know, time just, over uh, yeah, and um, I can't say enough about him. You know, he's uh, that. You know, I teach many different students, and the ones that I love to teach are the guys and the and the and the gals that want to put the work in on the back end. Yeah, and Colton is one of those kids. Every time that I give him a lesson, um, I see him a couple of weeks later or whenever it might be, and I know that he's put the work in to try and get better, and a testament to you know, the, the progress that he's made. And obviously he's, he's wanted to get into the golf industry, going to, uh, or being accepted to Eastern Kentucky university to go into the PGM program there. You know, he wouldn't have been able to do that. Right. Uh, if it wasn't for him, you know, working hard. Well, he thinks the world of you over there and, and everything. So, so the real question is when are you ever going to fix his dad's swing? Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that can't happen. <laughs> well, the, Unfortunately, you're going to have a little bit of talent. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> uh, no, no, I teach, I, I teach, you know, beginners to advanced players. Um, uh, fortunately enough, I've, I've started to get so busy that um, I'm actually, you know, almost starting to say, okay, um, I, I enjoy obviously teaching the advanced player a little bit more. Right. Um, so I'm starting to take on a, a few more of those, um, and allowing the assistance of the, of the golf courses to maybe teach the beginners a little bit more. Well, that's a good deal. Yeah. Hey, I, I just get, is that one of your biggest frustrations as a coach? You, you mentioned that Colton was putting in the work and coming back the next time. And you could tell that it is, and I guess it, obviously it's a, it's a steady source of income when they don't practice, but is that frustrating when you when you work on something you can see progress being made and then when they get back whoever the student is it's obvious that they haven't put in any work since the last lesson. A hundred percent, and I think more than more than the income and more than um, you know teaching them over and over again. Um, I think 
you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a, I have my reputation on the line. Right. And for me, that's the most important thing. Whether you're a beginner golfer or an advanced player, every single lesson that I give, my reputation's on the line because they're going to go to someone else and say, hey, I got a lesson from Anthony. And so, you know, the players that put the work in, I mean, they're going to see the results. I mean, they just are. All I am is an information giver. You, you know, I, I have I have a I have a, an ability to um, see an issue uh, in the golf swing and give the student feedback to try and fix that issue. There is there's no way that a golfer is going to get better if they do not put the work in. It's impossible. Right. In a one hour lesson, I can give I can I can give the best lesson that I've ever given. And if that student doesn't go and work on it, they're not going to get better because that certain tendency that they have is always going to try and come back. Yeah. Well, Chris so isn't going. Working, Chris isn't going to put in the work. So, and that's why I don't go over and see. It. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, I, I I will tell you guys right now, just you know, frankly, I have told students that I don't want to see them. And students will students will vouch vouch for this. I've told students that I do not want to see them until they have fixed the issue from the previous lesson. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I I will uh, I will tell a student that I don't want I don't want them coming to see me because it's a waste of my time and it's a waste of their time. Yeah, that's what Blake's wife tells him in the bedroom. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's that's low. Sorry, Blake. Wow. So, of course, I've been you know here's how I've been putting in my time. Anthony's been shooting videos during this pandemic, right? And I mean, sure. been all different scenarios, how to do this and that and everything else. I watch him. I give him the best five minutes a week of watching his videos. Mental, mental preparation. There it is, yeah. you know, and, and there you go. I, I have it, you know, in the back of my head, you know, so how's your, how's the reception been on, how's the reception been on that? I mean, that I thought those were awesome that you, you started doing that while, you know, the pandemic, you know, while we were all shut in. Sure, sure. And honestly, it was for my own sanity. You know, <laughs> I, I, I give a lot of golf lessons and love teaching. And all of a sudden, it went from, right. you know, giving five, six, seven, eight golf lessons a day to nothing. Yeah. And so, uh, I, you know, I was still going into the office and still doing, you know, my other responsibilities. And so it's kind of for my own sanity. Hey, let's put some stuff together. Let's give some con. Let's put some content together. And I, I honestly, I, I've done some videos before, but um, I really enjoyed doing that. I really enjoyed, and it was just me, me and the camera. I set it up. Um, you know, I was, I was kind of the orchestrator of it, and uh, really enjoyed doing it. And yeah. you know, I've, I've heard a lot of good feedback from it. So, you know, be on the lookout because there'll be more to come. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, I tell you, you know, a mini unpaid commercial here, but, you know, yourself and Andy and at the die and Rob at, at uh, the Donald Ross. And and um, it, for people that are listening to this and haven't been down there to play golf, go do it. it it's it's three great facilities and, and three very different venues and, and good restaurants and then all the other things that go with French Lick. But you guys and, and Dave too, of course, just do a fantastic job. And, and uh, matter of fact, I have a tea time at the Ross on Saturday. So it's uh, if you yes, haven't been yes. there and you're listening to this, make a tea time and go. Anthony, when, uh, while we're talking about French Lake Resort as whole and the other golf courses, any uh, any rough dates when this is opening back up on the hotel side? Sure. So obviously everything is very fluid right now, but uh, I can tell you that 80 hotel rooms at West Baden are going to open up on the 15th of this month. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Um, so that that will happen. Now, those hotel rooms um, are going to be reserved for our golfers um, that are on golf packages. They're yeah. going to be playing the three golf courses. And then if anything is left over, then uh, that will be open up, opened up to the public. Right. So um, and then obviously, you know, with what the governor said uh, last Friday, um, restaurants and stuff will open up um, under under the guidelines. Casino probably not until July, I think. Or have it, I honestly, I, I I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't. And know. I don't want to. I yeah, I don't want to really speculate yeah. on that. We've had um, a lot of people asking. You know, um, so yeah, I can't really say. Personally, for me and Brian, and 
for our two two boys. Any word on the age group? I mean, with the Symmetra and the the senior LPGA being canceled, is I mean, we haven't heard of any cancellation of the age group championship, have we? No, and that will be uh, solely up to the Indiana Golf Association. Okay. Um, so yeah, I have not heard. Um, right now, we still have it on the T sheet. I know the IGA have cancelled um, tournaments um, leading up to the age group, and there might be a few tournaments right before, but there has been obviously tournaments that are cancelled. Um, again, a lot of it's also going to depend on the hotel. Right, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of those kids um, end up staying at the hotel uh, for a few days with their family, and if we don't have enough rooms to... Um, to handle them also you know can we have you know at that time at that point 250 people in the same location right yeah, yeah I, have, I have reservations for um, three, three days so right yeah so i mean it's 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 there's a lot of moving parts you know and unfortunately it's not really in our in our hands to uh to take control which we would love it to be because if you can take control of something you can make it work but there's a lot of other a lot of other people trying to figure out what we need to do. Right. Um, one last question for me. Dream foursome and where are you playing? Dream foursome. Okay. So uh, I guess, I guess I'm including myself in this. Right. So myself, um, I would also choose Tiger Woods. I would also choose uh, Jack Nicholas and, um, could it be a, a family member or another golfer? Yeah, yeah, anybody you want. Okay, then I would also I would also pick my dad. Okay, where are you playing? So I pick, and then my and then I get my brother to caddy for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I would choose to play Augusta National. There you go. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, if your dad yeah. needs a caddy. Uh, yeah. Call one of us. Yeah, we well, <laughs> hey, so this yeah. is the name of the podcast, Birdies Bourbon Basketball. So what is, we end all of our interviews like this, what's your greatest golf memory? My greatest golf memory actually includes my dad. So when I was uh, 16 years old, um, I got invited to play in the Scottish Boys Championship. And it is up at St. Andrews. Oh, wow. And you play in a 36-hole qualifier at one of the other golf courses um, called the Eden. And I was the last qualifier to get in. 30, wow. uh, I think I was 180 kids and 36 make it through. So I think I got in tied 36 place. Wow. Anyway, if you make it in the top 36, you play St. Andrews in match play. Nice. And I got to play St. Andrews uh, three times. Wow. I got it. I, I beat I beat the number one seed and then moved on from there. So my greatest memory is playing St. Andrews at 7 a.m. in the morning. We were the first off the tee. Yeah. Hit our golf balls. My dad caddying for me and we looked back and we've got the clubhouse, the RNA clubhouse, and you can literally see our footsteps in the dew. Oh, the wow. That's awesome. That is so awesome. That was, that was, that was, that was by far my favorite memory. So you're not a bourbon drinker. What's your favorite beverage? Uh, I am a bourbon drinker. Oh, you are a bourbon okay. drinker. Okay. Um, no, uh, yeah, I'm a bourbon drinker. So uh, I like Four Roses. I like Elijah Craig. Um, good, good, good. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a middle, I'm, a, I'm not a top shelf guy, but I'll, I'll stick on the middle row. All right. And now that uh, you've made your way to Indiana, I know you have these now. What's your favorite basketball memory? My favorite basketball, my favorite basketball memory is probably watching my seven-year-old daughter play in travel ball uh, for the last couple of months uh, before um, before before this happened. So, you know, I basketball is such a small sport in England, right? And um, and it's obviously it's just massive over here. And so, watching her play with her school friends that, that was pretty cool because I kind of remember doing that um, in a soccer setting when I was her age. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Anthony, if someone would uh, want to come down to French Lick and see you and try to improve their golf game and uh, take some lessons from you, how can they uh, get a hold of you to do that? Uh, so the best way to reach me is through the um, direct number to the Valley Link Golf Shop, which is 812-936-8042. 
and that will call the Valley Link shop and I either I will pick up or one of my colleagues will and they will be able to direct you um, in order to um, get to me straight away. Uh, that's great. So call the Valley Links Golf Shop, and uh, and you do lessons for all abilities, correct? I do, correct. Yeah, look forward to you know teaching the the brand new beginner and molding them, or trying to uh, trying to get the lower handicapper to shave a, sh- a few strokes off their score. That's great. Okay, well we will get that information out, and uh, I really appreciate it, my man. Well, thank you guys, and I appreciate what you do. Really enjoyed it, and speak to you soon. All right, take care. Man, that was great talking to to Anthony. Really, really cool story. Very interesting how it works over there when you're an amateur. Yeah. That that was the most interesting part I I found. Yeah. You know, and like I said to him, it explains it, because I had heard that Ian Poulter turned pro as a seven handicap. Well, that's why. Right. Yeah. You either go pro or you go to America and go to college and play golf. So, but he, um, you know, he works with Colton and and he yes. works with my brother-in-law. And um, like we said during the interview, you know, those guys down at French Lake do a great job. We played down at the Donald Ross this past weekend, and uh, you talk about greens that are tough to putt, man. <laughs> you go down and shoot a score on the Donald Ross, and you have done something. You have done yep. something. Yep, for sure. And there's not an easy par three there at all. No, no, I uh, I had a I, I was I had a par three two eh, two fifteen two damn two fifteen with about a fifteen mile an hour wind in my face and I hit a driver and I caught it and didn't get it there. It was close, but I didn't get it there. So, well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, how how can people contact us, boys? So on Twitter is at b three pod. Um, so. Tweet us some ideas of the show. Tweet us what you're liking, not liking. You know, we'll go back and forth with you as well. We'll banter back and forth. Yeah, the same goes for uh, Facebook. Uh, Birdies, bourbon, and basketball. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, I, I believe same username. Yep. On uh, on Facebook. Uh, give us some show ideas. You know. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we'll 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 take anything you want. Uh, you want to banter back and forth? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, so, we'll uh, and we'll get back to uh, we'll get back to sports here sometime, hey, and we'll really go at it. And yep. and and when you're when you're doing it, give us a like and share. Share with your friends. Yeah, not only helps us, but it lets the sponsors know that you're listening, and and uh, we can we can uh, keep bringing some new content. We may have some live shows coming. We've got all kind of things we can do once sports gets back to normal. Blake, anything else, my man? No, sir. Nada. We'll see you next week. Okay, next week. On birdies, bourbon, and basketball.